Hello and welcome to Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's episode is Cooking Your Way Through Love. And today's recipe is gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking Your Way Through Life is a podcast combining knowledge of the kitchen and applying it to real life situations. This podcast is all about understanding techniques to make things you already know even better. Topics from traveling on a budget, setting and achieving short and long-term goals, and of course, cooking. On today's episode, we go over the difference between love and lust, and also the different ways we all take paths to get to that love that we want. We're also going to teach you how to make an amazing gumbo, starting with the roux, and then really seasoning as we go, the same way we should season our relationships. So sit back, get ready, and enjoy. Please welcome Chef Hollywood. Welcome back to another edition of Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. Today, we're going to go over a topic that most of us know, and some of us actually know a little bit better than others, which is love. So Cooking Your Way Through Love is something that um, most of us kind of do without knowing, and I figured the best dish for this would be gumbo. Because it has lots of layers. It basically starts out as something that has a good foundation. It gets better over time. And you can put whatever you want inside of it. So it just kind of depends on how you perceive it to be. Now, I couldn't do this alone. So since I'm not currently in love, I decided to ask someone on the show today who is and give their perspective. So I have a celebrity chef, chop champion, New York Times featured chef, and the star of Real Life Cooking, Chef Lean. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> She's very talkative. <laughs> well, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on this show. Um I'm happy to be here. I'm good. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. We um, you're the first chef and the only chef that I'm having on the show. So um, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think other chefs would really want to be on here talking about cooking. But since you are notorious for not using recipes, I figured we wouldn't have any issues. <laughs> nope, no issues at all. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought you were ha- only having chefs on the show. I'm surprised I'm the only chef. No, no, no chefs. It's um, I well, I didn't even do it intentionally. I just realized after going through the topics, I was like, well, what would people really want to talk about? And then I was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll reach out to a couple people, but um, I just decided not to. So. <laughs> You want to be in charge of the food on this show, I see. <laughs> in charge I, of the recipes. <laughs> just a little bit. I also, I realized that I'm I'm speaking. We're going to be going through cooking gumbo today. We're going to teach you guys how to make it um, at a base level. And I was just like, I don't really want to patronize people too much. Like, you know, a couple a couple of my chef friends are a little bit egotistical. Shout out to my You friend. know, most men chefs are. And they're very specific <laughs> about their specific recipes. <laughs> yep. Yep. So there it is. So, yeah. So we have one chef this season. <laughs> so we're going to start out making our gumbo. Um, so neither... Me nor Chef Lean has gumbo has a particular gumbo recipe that we follow. Um, so we're just gonna give you the base of a, a good gumbo, and every good gumbo starts with a roux. So if you've never had a roux, or if you've never made a roux, basically your roux is gonna be your base, which is gonna be flour and fat. Now you can use any fat you want. Um, and gumbos actually they use a lot of oil as a base. I tried one before with duck fat. So I'm going to say we use duck fat today. Okay, for sure. I've never used duck fat. Um, I've used butter and oil. Oil's a little easier because it doesn't burn as quickly. True, as true, true. You know what? Just to make it easier, let's do half duck fat, half oil. Because <laughs> it, it, it would be a little easier for the people. Um, but the best thing is the only thing you have to do is measure your flour and your fat at the same measurement. So if you use one cup of flour, use one cup of fat. So there's no secret there. Um, the other thing is that we're going to really cook this roux until it's what we like to call a dark blonde or even a brown roux. So the darker your roux, the better the flavor. So we want to make sure we cook it down and we don't burn it and we get it a really strong kind of flavor foundation there. 
Now, I do get this question a lot because I just did Gumbo a couple weeks ago for a wedding event. And what's the difference between Gumbo and Jambalaya? So I like to tell people that um, the biggest difference is that the rice. So Jambalaya is basically a rice dish and Gumbo can be served over rice. So it's more of a stew that can be over rice. But Jambalaya is a rice dish. So in this instance, for our show topic of love, I like to say that your gumbo is your love and your jambalaya is your lust. So they're kind of similar. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's like similar ingredients go inside. You can kind of get both, but the end result is completely different. So <laughs> And jambalaya is a little quicker to make, kind of. Just True. like lust. Just like <laughs> so. So I like this. That's a little indication of the difference between there. Uh, while our roux is going and we need to make sure that we're continuously whisking this and make sure it's not burning. We're getting to some topics here. And like I said, Chef Lean is in love. So let's um, get her perspective on love a little bit. What's what's your story? So people at home know that, um, you know, I, I chose this topic also because Chef Lean's love interest in her real life. She met in New Orleans. So. Yeah. So love. I feel like I'm going to start singing music. So child love (laughs) (laughs) Um, or like the Lauryn Hill song. What is love? Uh, So, yeah, I met my fiance three years ago, basically, almost to this. Well, like 10 days ago, 11 days ago to this date. Um, And before that, I don't think I had ever really experienced love in uh, this capacity. Well, actually at all, really, because love is like a total giving of yourself and the other person giving of themselves as well. And it's not, um, there's like, you don't really, when you love someone, you're not really trying to get anything out of it. Um, and you're not looking for the other person to react or do certain things. Like you literally to me, love is like loving someone wholly for exactly who they are. Um, And in this world, it's really easy to confuse love with lust (laughs) or lust with love Um, because, you know, you're attracted to these outside things of a person, like this person that people perceive that person to be because, like, you know, you give off who you think you are in the world. But then as you get to know someone further, you're like, but wait, you're grumpy in the morning or but wait, I'm talking about myself (laughs) because especially this week I've been real grumpy. And it's about being self-aware enough to be able to explain like, hey, I am grumpy. Like, and, and the other person has to be able to understand like, I, um, I'm not offended that you're grumpy and I can leave you alone for a moment. <laughs> and that's like really hard to do with a lot of people, like with anyone, like, cause it's very easy to get offended when you really care about someone, when they're telling you something. And it's really easy to not be self-aware enough to be able to explain things that are hard to explain. Um, yeah. But I will say that my my journey to love started off with lust because we met at a bar in New Orleans at Dragon's Den, <laughs> actually. And of course, we were just like physically attracted to each other. Um, but because... I left, I literally met him and I was like, all right, bye. I'm leaving on a cruise ship for five months. (laughs) (laughs) Our relationship really was able to grow over like the phone and FaceTime. And I think that was really, really important to our building of our relationship. Like it was kind of like building the root, right. In the gumbo, like it took some time. um, But we didn't like do it too fast because like the root didn't burn quickly. It was really just like developing and getting to know each other over the phone over time, which Nowadays isn't like no one really does that anymore. Like everything just goes so fast. You want everything to happen really quickly. And so I think that was instrumental in helping our relationship get to the point that it is. Nice. Nice. I think um, you just touched on something that a lot of a lot of people, I know a lot of guys, especially that we don't really we don't really get into after we found somebody because it's like you definitely think you've been in love. And then when you are in love, it's like, oh this is what this is. Okay. This is completely different because the selfish thing you said, like it's not caring about getting something out of it. And I think a lot of times we definitely go into situations like a transaction mm-hmm. where I'm giving something. So I'm expecting this in return. But when you can just honestly, just not care about the return and you just care about the giving, 
that's that's probably the best part. So yeah, for sure. And it takes a it takes a while to get there because I will not say I walked into this relationship like perfectly ready. And I'm still like working on my own things and like how to react better. But like it's definitely like just dropping all expectations of someone in my in my opinion. Maybe some people think that you should have high expectations of them, but I feel like that's how <laughs> I think we should have expectations. Like they should be doing basic things, but <laughs> so do you like, think, I want you to react this way because I'm doing this. Do you think you um you said you had a journey, which I'm 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 pretty sure everybody has a journey, even if they're not self-aware of it. You know, nobody I don't think anybody just jumps right in knowing what they need to do, but do you think your journey really picked up once you guys got engaged, or was it before and then that kind of made the engagement even like more natural and just the next step to go to? I think our relationship. So once I got off the ship, our relationship really um, progressed quick. Well, he was living in Atlanta. I was in New York. So we were long distance for a year after that. But then basically he moved to New York and we moved in together. So that was like when our relationship really like was like, oh, this is real. Like I remember when we moved into this apartment and it had no, it has a lot of windows and it has no curtains or didn't have curtains at the time. And there's like, there's this bright light and we had the bed like on the floor. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I was like, is this, <laughs> this is real life. And it's funny because we didn't talk about it then because we were still pretty new in our relationship, but like maybe six months into living with each other, we talked about that night and we both felt the exact same way. We both were like, mm. what? Like, this is crazy. But neither one of us like were able to say it at that time because I don't know, we were scared. Like we don't want to like scare the other person to be like, I'm, I'm scared or I'm whatever. Um, but yeah, moving in together was definitely like a huge um, test to our relationship and a test to our love. Um, we don't have like, like we don't annoy each other in like, like, Oh, I don't know, like small things don't really annoy us, but it's just like getting to know someone and giving someone like space and like watching the same TV shows. So it's like, I don't know. It was that moving in together that first year. And a lot of my friends said, it's going to be really hard. And I was like, you guys are haters, but it was really (laughs) hard. (laughs) Like I literally was like, Oh, whatever. Like I was still in this like fairy tale, like lust year kind of like we just met we were like long distance and then we moved together and it was like oh i get it now <laughs> yeah. living together is definitely a a, a bigger step than um, i think people think because yeah I, I just i just know even in my personal experience when i'm dating someone and i can see them whenever we we decide we see each other versus when i see you all day like i know that i'm mad annoying to to people sometimes. So it's just like living with me all day, every day. I can get it. I get it. It's that that transition is not easy. So no, for sure. And that's one of the things I love about Chris so much because like, he doesn't really get annoyed. Like I feel like a bad person sometimes because I have a little shorter of a temper in a sense. Like I'm like, yo, like I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I'm tired. Like I need to go to bed. He's not, he's always in a good mood. I'm like, what? How are you always in a good mood? (laughs) So the and, key here is to get someone the opposite of you. Got it. <laughs> but not saying I'm always in a bad <laughs> I He gets to work from home a lot more, whereas before pre-COVID, I was out in the world more, like dealing with clients and stuff. So I would come home like more exhausted than he did. Like in a sense, his career is a little more fulfilling than mine was um, because he's just dealing with his clients and like he like just talks on the phone and like loves what he does. Not to say I don't love cooking, but like just being in people's houses is really exhausting. It's very energy yeah. draining. Um, and so it's just, we just have different energy. And so like when I get home, he's like, yay, like let's hang out, let's play. And I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so that was like a kind of an adjustment too, you know? Got it. Got it. All right. While we're talking about adjustments, our rules should be ready by now anyway. So we need to adjust our settings because now we need to get our vegetables ready. So if you ever heard of the Holy Trinity and no, I'm not talking about um, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna and Beyonce. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the whole Trinity to some people. Uh, this is the food Trinity, 
which is going to be our celery, onions, and bell peppers. So this is like the base of almost every dish in Louisiana or in Creole cooking. It's pretty much like the start. If you don't have these three, you kind of don't start a recipe. Um, so this is going to be our, our vegetables that we use definitely. You also can add in stuff here like okra, um, carrots, tomatoes. I'm not really a big okra fan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really like okra. And I don't, I mean, carrots, mm -mm. I don't yeah, know. No. Let's keep it classic. <laughs> All right, cool. We're just good with the Holy Trinity. I'm good with that. I'm good. <laughs> we also um, want to make sure that if you're not used to chopping up vegetables, the easiest thing I always tell clients is that the key is just to make sure that all your vegetables are the same size. So when you're cooking, you have to imagine that if you have a big chunk of tomato or a big chunk of potato and you have a small piece of celery, they're not going to cook at the same rate. So you're going to have an undercooked potato or an overcooked piece of celery in that sense. So just try to get them the same size. The more you do it, the easier it is, the more comfortable you get with chopping. Um, the other thing we want to do right now is brown our sausage. So I like using andouille sausage. A little bit of spice there, a lot of flavor. So we want to make sure that we get that brown on both sides, get a lot of caramelization going there, more flavor. And then we're going to add it into the pot in a little bit. So we're going to cook the vegetables down, cook the sausage down. Uh, another question that I wanted to ask Chef Lean is, so advice. Do you find now that you are a newly engaged woman and you have a circle of friends, um, do they ask you for advice more or do you give advice without being asked more about relationships or love or anything? That's a good question. Um, because I do find, a well, actually, so I'm late compared to most of my friends. Like a lot of my <laughs> friends are already married or in long-term relationships. Um, I also have a lot of older friends than me anyway. Um, but I'm not like one so much for advice giving. I actually really hate that. Like a lot when we were younger too, like when people were in other relationships and things and like, you know, there's always the girl that gets in a relationship and then she's an expert. Like, I hate that. Like, mm -hmm. first of all, everyone's relationship is very, very different. And I don't think that you should just give random advice. Um, if someone asks me, you know, I'll give them my opinion. Um, but I really try to make sure like to say like what I would do, but you know, everyone, everyone is different. Um, because, and that's, that's really true too. Like it's very, I mean, in this world, we're always comparing everything like with like, Oh, fancy car, fancy trip, fancy, whatever. This relationship looks perfect on Instagram. And that is like the key to being unhappy. Like when you're looking at other people yes. and trying to compare yourself to whatever you think they're doing. Um, and maybe their relationship is great, but it's just like, why focus on something else when you can focus on building your own and growing your own um, and fostering and fertilizing your own, your own relationship <laughs> um, so that it can grow strong instead of like looking at other things or I don't know. But I mean, I do, I do talk to my friends for advice, uh, but I'm not like a huge advice giver unless I'm asked and then I'll, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I don't really give advice unless someone asks me. I also find it weird that I feel like I give my friends more advice when I'm single than when I'm in a relationship. I don't know why they want my opinion more, but I'm just like, obviously, if you want advice on staying in a relationship or getting in one and I'm not in one, I feel I feel weird. because I'm like, obviously, I don't I'm not doing the things to do that. So but they ask me a lot and I'm just like this. I, I guess, but I, I'm, I'm like you where I just always say, this is what I would do. This is not what you should do. It's just me as a person. This is what I would do. So. Or if you do it and something bad happens, don't blame me because yes. I'm just. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. I'm like, this is what I would do. But I mean, you're, you're a whole different person. This is a totally different thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I just, it's also weird for me because giving advice to my friends that are girls versus guys is like night and day because most of the time, um, and my friends, you know who you are. If you're a guy, it's usually your fault. Like in the sense of when you come to me, like I, I feel like I'm always giving you advice on how to fix something. Whereas my friends that are girls always come to me and it's for advice on how to like not fix things, but how to make things better overall. So it's always something. Yeah. It's, it's like, 
the guys, we we never want advice until it's too late. And girls, you got you're better at understanding. Like, I see something maybe coming up, so let me see if I can fix it first. Yeah, we're not we're not good at that. So, um, <laughs> or at least my friends, not all guys, but my <laughs> friends are not good. At <laughs> yeah, I think also like the place. I am in life, like the older you get, or the not even just the older, the more you know yourself, the less you have to look for outside advice because you can trust your intuition a little bit more. And <clears throat> you know, like if I do something wrong now, it's just like, I know I was wrong. Like my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's not that easy to get over it every time, but as opposed to like, you know, when I was 25 and I would do something, it's like, girl, like, why is he even tripping? Like, you did something <laughs> wrong. That's why. <laughs> I will say you touched on Lauren Hill earlier. Um, one of my favorite Lauren Hill quotes is, reality is what we need, but fantasy is what we want. And I think this refers to love a lot because I feel like, and I'm, I'm definitely one of these people for the longest time, not now, um, but for the longest time, I definitely was in love with the idea of being in love. Like, the things that come with it in my head versus the hard work and dedication that goes into having a relationship. Um, and I definitely feel like a lot of, a lot of people that I know are still in that space. Do you, you're on the other side of it now. So do you feel like you reflect back to like some of the ideas you had of love and like relationships versus now, like how many are, are still true and like, what's a big For difference? Sure. Um, so I will say like, I was in a bunch of terrible relationships in my 20s. And then around like 28, I was like, oh, let me try. Like, let me actually be in a real relationship. But I was in the relationship for the sake of being in a relationship, not really because I was like super attracted or super like willing to give of myself to this person necessarily. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Um, <clears throat> we weren't even really like so communicative. Um, and so... But, and so like, it was like, I was trying in all those relationships. Like I was trying to do this and I was trying to do that. And I was trying to take the picture. So it looked nice and all these different yeah. things. Whereas opposed to like, when I met Chris, everything just came so easy. Like even like, to, not to, not at all, not at all comparable, but just saying like, even like moving in, like that was a discussion in one of my previous relationships that never came to fruition Whereas it was just like, with Chris, it was like, yeah, we're moving in together. Like, and what? You know, it was just like, not even like, a like, it was, there's no drama involved. It was just like, this is what it is. This is how we're naturally progressing. And I feel like that is, soup, when you find the right person, that is like super, like, it just feels very, very natural. Like, you're not forcing, you're not trying, you're not, like, you just are. Like, I don't the pictures Chris and I have on social media, it's, we're not like, oh, we need to take this best picture. Actually, most of the time we don't even take pictures because we're like having so much fun, you know, yeah. it's more just like this is what it is and there's no trying involved. And that I think that when when you can find that in a person, that is like what it is. And you should hold on to that when you don't feel like you have to try. Don't try. All right. All right. Good advice. See this good advice you're giving out here <laughs> for those of us who are dating. Um, we definitely like that advice because I feel like also dating is a whole nother realm because, you know, the, the goal is at this point, at least like I'm in my thirties now. So at this point, the goal is to fall in love. So like, I feel like I date with a different reasoning behind it. You know, it's not just to hang out. Um, but it is a little hard to go on dates because it's so much like if you're if you're dating constantly, at least it's like you're getting to know so many people. Right. And you're asking all your same questions. It kind of gets to a point where I feel like I'm on job interviews. Yeah. Where, or like it's like a game because I remember my early 20s when I was going on dates. I'll be like, dang, I sound amazing at dates. No wonder all these guys like want, but I didn't like <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I would just like be like and like you said, it was like a job interview. Like, oh, this is work. Like, I'm going to have to go entertain this person because. When you don't, when you're not like not not even physically attracted, but when you don't like someone in that way, maybe you don't even know that before you go. But it's just like, I don't want to. I'd rather just hang out with my friends rather than go to dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and you're right. Like you get good at it. Like I I found myself like I I'm so good at flirting when I'm not trying to flirt that I find myself like 
I, when I'm trying to flirt, I'm just like, what do I supposed to do? Like I, I'll, I'll be in my head. I'm just like, oh, I should have said this. And when I'm on a date, I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. So it, it is it's like work. I'm just like, okay, I need to say this. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. And and yeah, you're not you're not even interested. You're just like, this is what I'm supposed to do, and it's cool. Yeah. So. And to your point, it's like now when we're like, even when I met Chris, like before I was okay with people wasting my time or like, if say I like, like someone, quote unquote, I would just let them define the relationship for me, which I think a lot of girls fall victim to, especially in their twenties. But like when I met Chris, like five months in, I was like, so what are we doing? Whereas before I used to be like scared (laughs) to ask that because I was scared, like if they walked away. But at that point I was just like, well, one, I didn't think it was going to walk, he was going to walk away, but it's just like, I'm okay. I'd rather like know this, this is serious. Or just like not be because I'm too old to be playing these games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually feel like I realized I was getting more mature because I just asked that question. Like not just asked it recently, but like I started asking that question maybe two years. Actually, you know what? About three years ago, same time you met Chris. Because when I went back to ships and I realized that um I got to start thinking differently because. Yeah, it's just like, what is a waste? Like, if, if, I mean, if that, not everyone wants to get married, but if that is your goal, then what is the point of like yeah. wasting my time <laughs> yep. or your time, anyone's time? Like, if that's your goal, like, why spend two years with someone if you don't, if that's not their same goal? That's dumb. True, true. All right, let's get back into a little bit of cooking here, which we already got our roux going. We got the vegetable chopped and sweated down. We got our sausage caramelized here. Now we need to get into adding in some liquid. So since we know kind of what we're going to put in meat-wise, let's do some chicken broth. And if you want to punch up the flavor a little bit, I like to use um, beef bouillon or chicken bouillon. Just oh, yeah. like a little extra, extra flavor there. Also, some bay leaves because it gives it like a whole other kind of nuance there with the bay leaf inside. We always take the bay leaves out, people. Um, <laughs> we want to make sure that we also add in everything now that we've already had. So we're going to add in our vegetables, our sausage, and we're going to add in all of that into our broth and into our stock pot here, basically. But the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of kind of, um, I don't know what it's called, the the stuff that rises to the top. We have to skim off. like Oh, like the foam? Yeah, the foam, the foam part that's coming up. So we need to skim that off. And I like to always tell people this because if you don't skim it off now, then you're going to wait till later and it's going to start incorporating back inside. It's going to make your whole dish kind of cloudy and muddy and not have the best flavors. So this directly pertains to relationships and love and communication, because if you push a problem to the side and do not directly face it, then it just comes back up in different ways. So I'm a huge person on communication. Um, how do you feel about communication in just not even in love, just just in relationships like in general? Yeah, I in general. That being in a relationship, a committed uh, relationship has made me a lot better at, or has made me realize I wasn't as good at communication as I thought I was um, because I am someone. And remember, this goes back to the self-realization that you're ha- you have to be able to do these sorts of things within yourself. Um, I was someone that I like everyone to be happy and everything to be good. And I'm very good at compartmentalizing. Um, but that is not actually effective in a relationship because if I'm letting my feelings slide, like you said, they're going to come up in other ways. Like maybe I'm upset that you're, I don't know, just something random, like leaving your socks on the floor. And I just like, whatever, like I just keep picking them up, keeping them up. And then like, I don't know, like we're walking down the street and I just go off on you about something. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally that's how it can happen because you have to, you have to be brave enough to address like anything that's bothering you within the relationship. Um, And that goes for any friendship. If you want it to be fruitful and, um, and what is authentic, because otherwise you're just kind of like living this lie, like, Oh, everything's great, but actually it's not. And I will say like, that was my style in the relationship. Whereas Chris, like if he gets upset about something, he's a lot more vocal about it, which, Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate at first, but now I'm kind of like, we need to like, 
the best person is like in between us, like mm-hmm. where you're not like okay. crazy vocal about it, but you're also not not saying anything either. Like you're able to express your feelings um, mutually and in a way that is respectful to like both parties. Because that's I think that was my fear is like I'm always scared to say something that's going to hurt someone's feelings, which sometimes feelings need to be hurt. Like that's just True. the reality of life. Like not, not in a disrespectful way, but you're going to say some things to your partner that they're not going to want to hear. And that's just what happens. Like yeah. in, in, in relationships, you have to be able to move on from those places or like be able to hear your partner when they're saying like, I don't like when you do this. And you might, your first reaction might be, well, like offended, like, oh my gosh, like, how could you not like that I wear my hair like this? Like, I mean, that's a dumb example, but <laughs> like, well, how could you not like this? But then if you like, just take a second and like, oh, okay, like m- this makes a little bit more sense. And sometimes things aren't even going to make sense and you just have to just keep going. Like, okay, I like, okay. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm definitely more on the Chris side. I'm working towards that middle path. Um, but I'm, ve- I'm, I don't even, and I think, like my mom always tells me, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I try to remind myself of that when I'm saying things, but I don't know. Like it's it's either just me, but I think I became vocal because I'm also slightly petty and I'm working on that as well, people. But um my I petty, petty. I, I really work on it. It's <laughs> but like that's a part of me that it makes me feel like I don't I don't say anything subliminal. Like I need you to know what I'm saying because I need to know I need to see your reaction like and so I, I'm very communicative because I'm just like no I really want to know like I really want you to see what <laughs> we need to see face to face so it helps me in some cases but it definitely I know self-improving here you know getting to know yourself as you said I'm slowly getting to learn that not every battle needs to be fought and um you For know sure. um so. I will say like yeah we we're getting to that sweet spot now where it's like, all right, like this is not worth the argument at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's, it's fine. Whatever you're going to do what you want to do. And that's, that's good. Like, you know, you're like loving someone through whatever they want to do, as long as they're not hurting you or harming someone. Like that's just what it is. Like everyone deserves to be able to be themselves. <laughs> but like your mom says, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And you have to make sure, like for me, I have to make sure I say it because <laughs> otherwise yeah, yeah. it manifests in different ways. And I would, I would rather, like you said, like getting your feelings hurt. I would you rather hurt my feelings and you be truthful so that we can move on than for you not to say anything. Because for me, it's like that, that, that kind of hurts me more because I'm just like, I don't ever want to intentionally hurt the person I'm with. So if I am if I am doing anything to offend you or make you feel some kind of way and I don't know and then I know later, I'm going to instantly get in my own head and be like, oh, so all them times I was doing this and this, like I was just making them feel so bad. So yeah, definitely kind of like you're lying to the person, which yeah. is like you just know in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there with that. That's top. That's top five. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, in our you know, skimming off that phone so that none of this happens in your relationships out there. The next step is to just cook this down. So we want to make sure that we get this cooked down. And the idea here is that just like love and everything I was talking about, we're building flavors and we're building, building trust. You're building all these different kind of buns on top of each other. So if you don't do this and you just throw your shrimp and chicken into a pot of water and just put it on, you get no, no flavor. You get no foundation. So this is all part of the process. And before we add in our meat, we want to make sure that our liquid is really flavorful and it tastes great. So that the next step, we're not taking away from that. So this also leads right back into this conversation, of course, where when you're going to the next step, because you're newly engaged, I have been engaged before, but it was not like your engagement where it was um for any other right reasons. But um <laughs> so with that being said, like I just know that with my situation, I was not taking the steps and I was not thinking about like building a foundation and and building upon that and going forward. Um 
and I know there's a lot of lots of people out there that probably have gone through what I've gone through and just just jump the shark basically where you you just feel like okay well we've lived together I know this person I mean what else are we gonna do but we did not talk about it we were not on the same page and yeah it didn't work out so um with Whoa. that. Oh wait, wait. So you <laughs> actually asked someone to marry you and then you broke up after? Or Yeah, after yeah, after? we oh. we broke up after, yeah. I've actually so I've been I've asked somebody to marry me and then somebody has asked me to marry them, but that was for a green card. And that's because people I've stayed in weird places like Key West, Florida. So um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I asked someone to marry me and it didn't work out. And How old were you? Sorry, I know oh, the show is about your, about your life, but <laughs> I mean, it, it touches on. I was definitely, I definitely loved the, I loved her. I just wasn't in love. Um, I was 22, 23. Oh, you were also, yeah, yeah, I was, I was a baby, yeah. But I just, I don't it's know. It's not impossible to like be in a relationship really young, but it's, it's, in, it's very small percentage of people that are actually mature enough or just ready to be in that situation for life. Um, Definitely. And I, I have, you know, the funny thing you were saying, you you feel like you're behind with your friends. I've gone to weddings of my friends and I've also like gone to divorce parties already. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, wow. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think when you're young, I, I don't, I don't want to say I'm more, I'm more cautious now. Like I, we were saying like, I'm more calculated and not to the point where like, I'm not taking chances, but it's just a simple fact of, I think I, I'm less afraid to say what I want up front. Yes. Because that's, that's kind of what we are when you're younger. You kind of, you kind of just don't say stuff and then you kind of go with the flow so much that you, you don't even think about being with somebody for two years and nothing happening. You're just like, this is happening. And eventually we'll both want the same things maybe. So without even really discussing it, because that's yeah, no, that's good. (laughs) And the funny thing is, uh, even when we're just talking about not relying on people's opinions and like the more the older you get, I found myself looking back at that situation and some things I never even thought about. And my friends were just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, well, that's perfect. Like go on a vacation or like move in together or get married because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And you don't even question it. You're just like, well, yeah, I mean, TV. And movies say that, so that's obviously yeah. what we have to do. Yeah, for sure. So. But um, now I, I forgot what I was going to ask you because just talking <laughs> about my my failed my failed marriage. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't an actual marriage. It wasn't. It wasn't. No. <laughs> oh man, my mom doesn't even know that, so this uh, she's well, not gonna listen. Gonna go now. <laughs> nah, nah, she doesn't. I, I gotta teach her what podcasting is after this. Like after my stuff comes out. <laughs> But um, let me see what I was going to say. It was the, oh, when you, okay, so getting engaged. Basically, I, I'm, I'm on the engagement part because to me, love is like a, a even if your, your route isn't to become married, I feel like love is a journey either way. And on your journey right now, of course, you guys are headed towards that station. Like that's the end result. Um, if you're not going in that route and you feel like maybe you want to go a different route, like just because you're engaged doesn't mean that, um, like, it's not like, it's something between you two. It's not like it helps or hurts anything else that's out there. So I I just want to ask your opinion when you got engaged, like it's not an instant change in your relationship, right? Like it's, it's not like a, something comes over you and (laughs) I mean, yes and no uh I don't really feel like I it's kind of like when we moved in together like these big steps you take they don't really feel real until like months later okay okay. (laughs) like because especially like we were talking about earlier like things are for show kind of like not for show but like things become a big production kind of um and like I got engaged, well, Chris engaged me in like the most like romantic, beautiful, like show stopping way, right? So it was like this. It was nice. I seen it. I seen it. It was cool. <laughs> it was like this really magical evening. And then like the next day we went to California and like saw my friends in LA, my parents. So it was like it was like a movie, literally. Like 
but I don't think like what it meant to be engaged really set in until like, I don't know, maybe February, like two months, like almost two months later. Um, not to say anything changed, but it, it kind of did. Like, it's like, this is a step towards being more serious. Like we're committed. Like I'm not going anywhere. Not, and not to say I was going anywhere before, but it's just like, yeah, yeah. together. like, it's like, Oh, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it was like really, I don't know, like it was amazing and great, but it's also kind of like scary. Like <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but nothing really changes. I feel like, and I actually, we were talking about this, Chris and I were talking about this a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, um, because we were talking about people that have been together a long time and then they get married. Um, mm-hmm. And then like how a lot of them don't really have success rates. If you've been with someone for a long time and then you get married, it's actually a higher chance of you getting divorced kind of. Because yeah, I think weird. that when you get married, you have like, again, going back to expectations, you have this expectation, like this person is now going to be different because we're married. But no, that person is going to be the same person that you've known for 10 years. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, we're married. Like, now I'm going to start taking the trash out every day. Like, they're going to be the same. But I think when you're not discussing those sorts of things before, um, that's how you get into trouble. Like, when you think, like, when this monument thing happens, this person's going to change. Like, no, they're going to be the same person. So that's why you should really have loved them before and really have accepted them for who they are before because these monumental things are not going to change a person. And like, sometimes they're actually might make the person like stress out more. Like for example, having a kid, like Ooh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, might yeah. think they, that your partner is going to become more loving, but they actually just might be like freaking out. And if you're not able to talk about that, then that's where a lot of issues arise. I think, I mean, I'm not an expert, I'm not there yet, but I don't yeah. think that you should ever expect things to be different because of, um, I think you should definitely enjoy the moment. Like I definitely enjoyed the New Year's Eve and the ring, uh, the ring, <laughs> and the ring. <laughs> um, and I'm like I'm very happy to be taking the next steps. But in general, I don't think much change, uh, except for I actually you know what I, I'm lying. Something did change because <laughs> we because we were like we're moving to be more serious. I think that like we were we started to become a lot more open about the way we discuss and communicate even more, we like, we're able to reach like a higher level of communication because it's like these ways of communicating are not, we're going in like a circle. And now like, because we are moving to the future, we're like just a lot more cognizant of how we are speaking with each other and communicating things. Gotcha. Okay. So that that's actually good because I mean, ultimately you're saying like communication is holding it, but you guys change for the better together versus some people, like you were just saying, when they get married, they just automatically think the other person's going to change for the quote unquote better for selfish reasons. Like, exactly. Oh, and that's definitely not what's going to happen. So um, that's a good that's a good thing for you guys out there. Like love, marriage and all these things are not just quick fixes. You actually have to work on it still. It's that it's more work. It's like moving up in the chain of command. Like it's more work and more communication out there. Yeah. I, sure. And even more like like self-work. Like what am I doing that is affecting this relationship in this way? Um, instead of just thinking like, oh, that's so annoying that he's doing that. But like, what am I doing that's like provoking that maybe? You know, like it's, it's a lot. It, it, it's work. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. But it is like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies for sure. <laughs> I will say now we talked about not comparing your relationships, which is definitely not a good thing. Like comparing yourself to anybody else in general is just a quick way to stress out about your own situation. Um, but I will say and shout out to Chris because I've seen the engagement of these two online and it does make you want to step your game up a little bit, you know, like it's <laughs> now that directly, like as a guy, I'm just like, okay, well, if my girl sees this, then I feel like I might need to do something else to make sure, you know, it works out good. So 
you know, all you guys out there, stop being so great with these engagements. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just always feel like the idea what I want to do, and and then it's it's weird too because I don't think I don't think girls are like this, but guys, we really are romantic. Like we really try to be. The problem that I think a lot of us have is is, is just like right now I have an idea in my head. Now, when I meet the girl that I'm going to marry, it might not match up with her. I don't really want to change my idea. So <laughs> now I got to figure out how to make it work. So if I'm thinking of hot air balloon and she's afraid of, you know, heights, I, I, I don't, you know, like it's going to be hard. Actually, that's a really good point, too, in a relationship. It's not really about what you want to do. It's about what is best for the other what the other person appreciates when it comes to gestures and gifts and things of that nature. Like I really might like walking around the park all day, but if I'm doing something for Chris, he's, I'm not going to take him on a date walking through the park. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want that. <laughs> um, and that's like, really like if, if you really like, like I had a, a, a boyfriend one time gave me like, uh, what did he give me? A plies album. I'm like, oh, well, I don't listen to plies. Like what? <laughs> What? what? Like, okay, so first of all, what's wrong with Plies album? Come on, you know, nah, just I would never give my girl a Plies album. Like, yes, I don't listen to like. I mean, I listen. I don't know. I'm an R and B person, so that was already one thing. But it's like Plies is also like he's a creative genius, and now I appreciate him a little bit more. But back then, I'm like, what? Why? Like, you can't make someone be different with the gifts or the gestures yeah. that you give them. You have to really think about them and as a person and what they would really truly enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Um, that is that that goes both ways. So this is not just June, gender um, new uh, gender selective here, people, because I know that I've gotten gifts from girlfriends in the past that I question as well. And nobody's ever, ever given me a plaza album for Christmas. But um <laughs> I feel like the talk, talking to people for gifts is very, very important. Just because I know that you have long hair, like getting you hair bows is not a great gift. Like, you know, <laughs> like, and yeah. I think a lot of times people don't really communicate or like try to figure out what people like. They just kind of either give something that they like or something they, oh, you cook. So I've had so many aprons given to me. And I'm just like, what, what, what? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. People will be wild with their gifts, man. <laughs> but it's really about understanding the other person. It's not like you don't give gifts to be selfish and make yeah. them. <laughs> Stop being selfish, people. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back into this cooking thing for a second, um, we do have to get into the meat selection for our gumbo. So, we're not making vegetarian gumbo here. Of course, you know that we put in chicken broth and beef bouillon and all these other things anyway. So why stop now? Um, I personally like seafood in my gumbo. So does Chef Lean. So we definitely agreed on snow crab because it's easier to crack. And I feel like it has a little bit better flavor. I like Dungeons crab the best, but I, I'm I'm too I'm honestly too lazy to get Dungeons crab for gumbo. Like it just feels like a lot of work, like for yeah combo um also shrimp for me is a must i just like having shrimp in there um chicken i like chicken breast in this um or chicken thighs even because you're gonna cook it for a longer time so it has a little more fat on it gives you more flavor and the best thing here is to season again so the thing about cooking that a lot of people ask me anyway is like about your seasons and how how do you know when to season like what to put on there i always get the same answer and it's never like any surprise i just say like do what you feel is right like just season it to your taste because you're eating it yeah that's so, what i always say too take yeah. seasoning until it tastes good to you because i yeah you. i could tell yeah. you how much i'm putting but you might like it more seasoned so yeah don't, just stop. Cook, don't stop if it doesn't feel right <laughs> you are literally the person eating it. So always just season till you you taste it. Um, the best thing about seasoning, though, is that we said season again because we should have been seasoning the whole time. Now, I always refer to this in the terms of marriage and dating, whereas my married friends always used to tell me this. I never really understood it until I was in a long term relationship, whereas it's always date the person you're with. Like, never stop dating. 
Uh, and I, I refer this to the seasoning because once you season your food once, if you never season it again, you're never going to keep developing more flavor and you're adding things on top of it. So just because the root was seasoned well, we've added in liquid, we've added in vegetables, we've added in meat. So of course, we're going to dilute that seasoning. If you're in a three-year relationship and you stop dating the person you're with, meaning that you stop like trying to figure them out and ask questions and still like basically the things you do when you first start dating, you kind of dull that whole relationship down a little bit, you know, like you're building every day something's happening. We're we're in COVID right now. So I'm pretty sure we're going through different things in our relationship. So if we're not seasoning or dating, we're kind of like diluting it down. So what are some tips or some things that you and Corey do to to keep the dating? Corey, Christopher. Oh man. Oh man. I gotta say that over again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? I just missed his first name, his last name together, guys. Like I what are some things that you and Chris do to keep the dating aspect alive? <laughs> um so yeah. COVID definitely has put a damper on life in general because we're both very social people. We like to be out. We like to just hang out in the streets together. Um, But one of the things I actually incorporated at the very beginning was making sure that we have a date night every week. Um, And so, but we get like super creative with them. Um, And at first it was just like, oh, turn the living room into a restaurant, like, and make it look nice. But now we've gotten like soup, like a couple weeks ago, Chris did karaoke. We had like a good old oh, time, just man. the two of us. We made like nachos and margaritas and we had like the screen on the TV playing the lyrics. Like the neighbors hated us because we were singing to like <laughs> and he's done like glamping. He made the whole bedroom like, like look like a tent, like a fancy glamping. Um, just this week I took us to Jamaica. So I like laid out some beach towels and like chicken. Mm. Um, and that's been really fun. Um, and now like we're getting like competitive with it. So it's like, who could do a better one? (laughs) Um, but I mean, besides that, it's just, it's not like just like these nights or gestures and that nature. It's also just like, and this is something I personally had to work on, like, um, being vocal about just like small things like, Oh, you look nice today. Or, Oh, like, mm-hmm. thank you for helping me do something. Cause it's so easy to just expect your partner to be like, Oh, like even just now I was like, can you do, can you fix these earphones or the AirPods to my computer? And like, you know, you just expect your partner to do stuff, yeah. like that, but it's like also just always are trying to remember to say thank you. Um, because of course they're going to do it because they love you, but it's like, just showing that appreciation really, it may seem very, very small, but I think it really does help um, like saying thank you and being grateful and just, you know, making sure that your partner knows that you're always like, you just like them and love them and like want to just touch them (laughs) and annoy them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think all those little things, but also like the, the date nights have been really, really fun. Like we, we randomly like ended up, calling one of my friends at like two in the morning they were in california so it was like 11 for them and she was like oh would you go to karaoke with because we were like in the greatest mood we were like just us <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's like super dope to be able to that like is cool. just have fun with like my, literally my best friend like and just hang out with each other and not be bored nice yeah you guys uh, i've seen some of your cooking date nights as you post and um you know He's getting pretty good. Like at some point, he's gonna take your job because uh... okay. <laughs> out of here. Like we had a pizza cooking one night, and I was like trying to. He's like, no, no, I got this. I was like, all right, whatever. I do. Um, whenever it's like posting, you you put up who's doing the best. I always vote for him because you know I feel like I feel like he's at a disadvantage. So I'm just like trying to help, trying to help out a little bit. <laughs> so but <close>. the day. <laughs> The date night's definitely um a good idea. So I hope you guys taking notes because I would never think to do karaoke in the living room. So you know, just getting I'm just getting all these different tips over here. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> but that's cool though, because yeah, that that plays into it because I know like even even in just dating in general, like the things you do at first, you're doing it because like you're getting to know somebody and you're saying like thank you and making sure they know that you do it because they don't know you as well but i think you're totally right where we get to a point where we kind of expect things and just because 
you know I love you, like sometimes you want to hear I love you or you know that I want you to like thank you. Like you want to hear thank you. So definitely don't forget to don't forget to season your relationships, people, because you, <laughs> you need to keep that up. Keep For sure. Up. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, is that whenever we get to this point of cooking and we're seasoning and we're simmering down and we're making sure everything is okay, this is a time to adjust. So we've kind of been talking about this the whole time where adjusting your food is the same thing as basically telling your partner what you're feeling, like openly, honestly. So this is the point where you decide what to do. Like, I don't, I think the perception of chefs out there is that we just kind of go in the kitchen and we make it perfect every single time. I can only speak for myself. That rarely happens. Um, <laughs> I just did a birthday dinner last night and also for me and Chef Lean, we both are personal chefs, so we're always cooking in people's kitchen. The craziest thing is that we've never cooked in your kitchen. Like it's not <laughs> so it's rarely that it comes out, or I mean it, it's gonna come out amazing, but it's rarely that the execution that we're thinking we're gonna do and what happens is the same. So that's where the adjustment comes into play. Just because you did everything right in your recipe does not mean that it's gonna come out exactly how you want. Just because you're in this relationship with someone and you're doing everything, quote unquote, right, doesn't mean it's going to be exactly how you want. But this is the time where you at least vocalize and make sure that you're in a safe place. You're both loving each other and you can say what you want to say. And the other person will try to help and reciprocate that. So this is your adjustment period here, people. We're going to let this simmer for a while to cook down. We're going to let some of that liquid kind of cook off. The thicker it is, we're going to get that kind of stew um, filling and texture here. And while that's simmering, we already talked about this a little bit with you without being, um, basically without blaming someone <laughs> in relationships and in love, since it is this layered thing like gumbo we've been talking about. In your opinion or in your cases, what are some of the ups and downs or highs and lows of, of long-term relationships being a fiance now, being in love that maybe some people just don't realize? Um, so I think a lot of the ups in relationships come from like new, exciting things, because especially when you've been with someone for a long time, like going on a trip or something of that nature is like, you know, you're doing something new together that maybe neither of you have done before. Um, some of the lows come from like disappointments and like, job that you have no like control over like for the other person um it's really hard for me to watch uh well I think for a perfect example is like when COVID happened and I literally lost all my clients and I lost this other client that was like literally I lost like three thousand dollars I was so so upset it was like the worst (laughs) and like they called me and told me and like and actually, yeah, I, I had to introduce them to another chef because I was out of town and they just happened to like the other chef's food a little bit better. It's a long story why. Well, actually, not really, because I had literally told her what exactly he liked. Whereas when I first started the job, they're like, he likes to eat healthy. He did not like to eat healthy. He liked <laughs> mac and cheese, wings. Like, and I was cooking healthy. Like, I made eggplant lasagna because he said he didn't eat pasta. She made him turkey lasagna. Of course, he's going to like her food better. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was like really upset about that, you know? Um, and it literally happened on the onset of COVID. So all my other clients disappeared too. Um, cause you know, New York was like super locked down. Yeah. Um, which was smart and so, yeah, and, yeah. And the, in the long run, <laughs> look, look who's coming out of love now. <laughs> but, um, anyway, like, I think like I got off the phone call and Chris was just there, like with a glass of wine, like it's okay, you know? And it was it for me it's hard because I'm so used to like holding everything in together. It's hard to like be vulnerable and allow someone to help me in that sort of situation. But I think that like those kinds of lows, um it's nice to have someone with you there. Um, even if you're not so like open to the idea. Like I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But it was like nice to know. Um, another low that has not happened for either of us, but I'm really, really terrified for when it and this is like stupid to think about something that could happen but I know it's eventually going to but like when we start losing like family members and like getting each other through that sort of situation like I'm terrified of um 
like the emotions that'll come along with it, like how I can assist in those sorts of situations. Cause it's not like really like you, you can kind of, you just have to kind yeah. of be there. Be um, but I think that will probably be like one of the lower points in our relationship. Cause it's just like, how, how do you deal? Um, so yeah, though that I think that's the most scary thing to me. Um, also, when we have children and I'm sleep deprived, I feel like I'll be pretty. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like you'll be good on that because being a chef kind of prepares you a little bit for that. So I think I think you'd be good. You, you can multitask already. You know how to work on like two hours of sleep. Um, I mean, yeah, but I feel like there'll be some some sad moments in that in the beginning at least for sure yeah um just i mean anything i I don't know but like really the the, what scares me the most is like losing family members and how we're gonna get through that together um because it's so easy again for people in times of grief to like close in and want to be by themselves and it's very difficult to watch your partner go through that and like feel kind of helpless on how to help them um but yeah but yeah let's focus on the highs Trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> new exciting things, um, and just having that connection that you're able to communicate and talk through everything. And as I said at the very beginning, being able to give space without being offended about giving the space the person needs. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely um understand that when I feel that because I think too with the way I think about self love has changed over the time, like. And it's more like getting to know myself. And as we've talked about, just like understanding yourself more. I used to always feel like the phrase self-love kind of meant cutting everybody out and just thinking about me only. But it's I think now I, I look at it as more like if I love myself and I can get to know myself, it's easier for me to open up to the other person. And I think a, a lot of people kind of think about the way I used to think about it, where it's like, oh, well, self-love is just like slightly selfish where I'm just going to just think about me, focus on me only. And it's like, no, you just want to get to a point where you love yourself enough that you can share that with somebody else. And I think that that's what gets you through those lows is that even though that's going to happen, you have to look at it like if you were not with this person, you have to go through that by yourself anyway. And now you at least have someone else to go through it with you that you know has your back and they're there for you because you have the highs as well. So you know how they are. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got real deep there. That was a, that was an R and B moment. See, yeah, it's like some love. Yeah, no, someone someone told me something really profound at the beginning of February. That's what I was thinking about when you were talking. It's like love is free to give, um, and a lot of times we're scared to give it because we're scared of getting hurt or we're scared of being in that vulnerable place. But literally, like the more love you give out, the more that comes back to you. Um, and not giving it out in a way to get love back, but just literally, if you're just self-aware and self-loving of yourself enough, it just like kind of outpours towards other people and your partner and everything is a lot better that way. Yeah. There's actually, that's not, that, you know, sometimes you hear things and it seems very simple, but like that actually just resonated with me too, because I think growing up and I, I've had this discussion with, um, with friends lately because like. I'm from the South where Chevlin's from the West Coast, lives on the East Coast now. But being from the South and a Black man is like something like getting in touch with your feelings and that kind of thing is not something we're really taught to do. So for me personally, in the last um, seven or eight years, like I started going to therapy and start like getting like more mental health, like in that sense. And Thinking about love is free is really cool because I think for the longest time, and I don't know, I don't know if it's like was ingrained in me or whatever happened, but you don't really think like that. Or I didn't really think like that. It was kind of like, I'm not going to give out love because I need to hold it in for, you know, special occasions where it's just like, yeah, no, love is free. Like you literally can give it to everybody. It's not going to go away. Like, so. And it's not going to run out. And yeah, it's not going to run out. It's like, not going to hurt you. Like, <laughs> but. Yeah, nice, nice. That's a little gem there for you guys at home. <laughs> so we can finish up here. We're coming to we're coming to the end of our recipe. Um, and also our talk here, but the best thing about this so far 
is that we have built this amazing dish that is not only great today, served warm over some rice or even um, just by itself if you don't want the rice. It is also amazing later. So another thing that is great about gumbo, and you might have been thinking, man, this is a long process, which is really not once you get going. Um, The best thing, in my opinion, is that you can freeze this. And when you warm it back up, it's not one of those dishes that is like watered down or the flavor is gone. It actually tastes even better. So it's like the flavor is enhanced by just having it over time, which is the main reason why I wanted to tie it in with love. Because in my opinion, you should always continue to grow your love and your relationship. The further you move along, the better it should become. And I think it's just a great great kind of wrapping up session here. So I, I, in my opinion today, we kind of taught you guys and a little bit of myself about just making sure that self-love and loving yourself and getting to know yourself makes you vulnerable and open for the next person. And just like this gumbo, it just gets better over time. So for sure, it definitely does get better over time because I mean, the goal is not, are you getting to know your partner even more, but you're getting to know yourself even more and finding a partner that can change and season with you. So you're not just seasoning your gumbo alone. You're like seasoning together, the communication portion. Um, And then, you know, you get to sit down and eat something really delicious on your highs when you're just watching a sunset or singing karaoke. You're like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Or going to Jamaica with the beach house. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining me for another edition of Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's topic was amazing for me. I hope it was for you as well. I'd like to give another special thank you to Chef Lean for taking time out of her busy schedule here to join us. And can you please tell the people what you have coming up next, how to find you, um, how to book you in New York and other places out there? Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. I, you can find me on Instagram at Chef Lean, Chef L-E-E-N, Facebook, every, basically everything, Google Chef Lean, you'll find me, <laughs> website, <laughs> cheflean.com. Um, I actually have some really cool things because I pivoted from COVID. I have a virtual kitchen, so you can learn how to cook online. You can book me for private parties or join one of my public classes. Um, and you can find all that information on my website. And yeah, that's pretty. Oh, and every Sunday I do a show called Real Life Cooking on live stream, which is basically a free cooking class and you can cook along with me. And right now I've been focusing on having black owned businesses, products on here. So actually tonight, which you're not going to see it tonight because you're watching here and listening. (laughs) But I have, um, yeah, I've been focusing on black owned business products. So I have like Trade Street Jam and Maroon Sausage, a jerk sausage company. And it's just really fun. You can join, you can cook along, or you could just watch and ask me some culinary questions. Awesome. So also for you guys, update, if you don't already know, I've joined Chef Lean now with her virtual cooking classes. So you can see our full schedules every single month. We have different classes. And like she said, we do offer private classes or group classes. And you can go to cheflean.com and check those out and see what you want to take. So thank you once again for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life. I hope you come back every single week. And next week, we'll be back with a new episode. So keep an eye out for that. So have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs>